we already live in the world that everything works together with other different sure. stuff, different things. And you should always uh, build something, not stand alone, but something that could be a part of something else. Welcome to the Payroll Podcast, the show that explores the latest insights and innovations in the world of payroll. I'm Nick Day, founder of JGA Recruitment, a specialist global payroll search firm. I'm also a qualified executive coach and a recognized Reward 300 member. And my goal for this show is clear, is to bring you expert guests and payroll leaders who are driving this industry forward. From cutting edge technologies and trends to compliance, analytics, automation, leadership strategies, and more, we're gonna cover it all on this show to help you to deliver accurate and timely payrolls across your organizations. So let's join together in raising the strategic profile of payroll worldwide. Grab your coffee or your favorite beverage and let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Payroll Podcast. My name is Nick Day. I'm CEO at JGA Recruitment Group. We are specialist global payroll recruiters. And today I'm joined by Pavel Shinkarenko, an experienced leader with over 20 years in financial and legal technologies, business development and client contractor relationships, in, in particular in relation to automation. We're going to be talking about automation today and, of course, contractor payroll. It's going to be the topic for today. Now, Pavel started as a lawyer counselling several Ukrainian companies before diving into entrepreneurship. He has since founded three successful businesses, and one of those he launched in 2014 is called Solar Staff. Now, Solar Staff are a fintech payroll business, and it's a company that delivers payroll solutions for freelancers. Well, if you're not familiar with Solar Staff, it's worth me mentioning they achieved 12 million USD in revenue in 2022, showing 196% year-on-year growth. And this success has led Pavel to continue to invest and innovate to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to delivering effective and technologically driven payroll solutions. And the business now has offices in New York, Amsterdam, and Limassol, where Pavel is joining me from today. You may have even seen Pavel on the conference circuit already. He's delivered keynote talks at major industry conferences, such as the Digital Marketing Conference in Cologne and the CBIT Conference in Hanover. And away from business, Pavel is a keen artist and photographer. In fact, you can see some of his images displayed in galleries in Chicago, Hong Kong, San Diego, Vietnam, Barcelona, and Melbourne. And I'm hoping to have a little opportunity to ask him about that a little bit later on in the show. However, without further ado, let's welcome Pavel to the Payroll Podcast. Let's talk about how we can innovate payroll fintech solutions for freelancers. Not something we've tackled before, Pavel, so I'm keen to get into the nitty gritty of that as soon as we can. But before we do, welcome to the show. Uh, how are you feeling today? Oh, thank you. Thank you for your invitation. I'm feeling good and it's a very good pleasure for me to join your podcast. Nice Fantastic. Well, delighted to have you here. I'm going to start with my first question, Pavel, something I ask all of my guests, which is this. What does the word payroll mean to you? Um, for me, it means some kind of settlements between companies and uh, um, human resources or freelance forces, both together, doesn't matter. Mm. Okay, perfect. Well, let's um, let's jump into, I guess, my introduction, which alluded towards your entrepreneurial experience. 
I'm keen to know what was it that led you into the world of payroll? What was the moment or the opportunity you identified that led you to launching Solar Staff, which of course is a business that provides payroll solutions for freelancers? Um, yeah, I remember it was the time um, then I had a legal practice in my own uh, uh, private legal firm, and uh, I received uh, some kind of request uh, from the CPA network. They asked me to organize the settlements and contracting procedures uh, for, uh, for them to using webmasters, uh, hundreds of thousand people in many different countries, they have to contract them, uh, then pay them, and uh, um, organize all the document flow. And I start to think how it could be done and organize all the legal procedures for them. And when uh, all that was done, I received the second uh, request um, and the third one. And the fourth mm -hmm. one. Okay. And I start to think, okay, it sounds like a product. Uh, because when you just finish in the previous task and you receive the second one and the third and the fourth, um, it looks like, like, like some, something like a business. And, uh, and I decided to, uh, jump into financial technologies. Um uh, and it 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 was a good decision for me. Yeah. Right. Right right time, right choice. Um because I think if uh, I will start a couple of years after yeah, I'll have no enough money to do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So so effectively the the payroll opportunity landed on your on your desk and you realized there there was an opportunity your entrepreneurial spirit started and brain started working in overdrive you realized there were a number of challenges to to overcome freelance payroll isn't something we've covered an awful lot of on the payroll podcast in the past so it's nice to bring a new fresh uh, perspective to payroll and, and a new challenge, I guess that a lot of people will be uh, faced with in terms of paying freelancers effectively. Can you bring me up to speed by telling me more about some of the challenges that, that solar staff are trying to, to solve or some of the challenges you came across early on in your in your career in relation to the payroll industry that that, that are perhaps a little bit unique to the world of freelance payroll? Um, the first of all, it, I, I would like to tell you about all our positioning that we try to build. We sure. try to understand what exactly uh, we create. Because when we start to create our product, we think about the um, advertisement uh, networks and CPA networks or something like that, about the, um, that um, automation of um, payroll uh, in marketing, in marketing and advertisement. But when we start to receive first clients, we receive 10 different companies and okay. no one of them was from marketing industry. Um, that time we start to think what we actually create. And it, and we try to name it. And 
we think, oh, there is freelance management. Uh, no, we cover only the settlements and the contracting. It's not the management at all. We start to think about freelance payments, but it's also not so um, strict. Uh, and on other hand, every time we think about do we need to build a marketplace inside our system for freelancers um, to help them uh, to find uh, new tasks, for example. And we have so many opportunities to uh, step, step back, step right, step left from our main direction. And I think it, it is a miracle that we go forward and straight and recognize our service as a freelance payroll, as a uh, freelance uh, contracting and settlement system. And that's it. And do not open the open uh, the marketplace inside, and keep all um, that teams private, uh, and that allows us to work with the competitors on different markets. For example, in uh, CIS countries, we work with many different CPA networks, and all of them are competitors, and we hold all their um, uh, pools of contractors yeah. and there is very sensitive data and they always ask uh, my my team to sell that data to them and it is always uh, challenging to keep that data safe. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think the positioning was the first challenge for our business and it was really hard. Okay. I mean, your website now, since you've evolved as a 12 million pound USD business 2022, it's probably grown uh, more since then. But you said that your mission on your website is to provide a bridge between companies from advanced economies and freelancers from developing regions, transforming international freelance into a local barrier-free job. Now, we've seen a lot of... Um, I guess the barriers to entry be removed since the pandemic with people, all the people working remotely now and hiring workforces from different regions. That must have been a real, um, I guess, opportunity for you to capitalize on as, as companies started to take freelancers from different regions. But can you break down that mission statement for me and let me know what some of the, the benefits are of working with the solar staff solution, both for businesses and for the freelancer? Yeah, for businesses, um, I can... Um... I can uh, start with um, possibility of using the freelance forces from many, many different developing, developing countries with weak uh, financial systems. And uh, you can use the solar staff system to contracting for contracting, for onboarding and for uh, settlements and payroll with all that freelancers from many different regions uh, on the same rate, based on, on the percentage with no setup fees, no entrance fees, no maintenance fees, no any other fees. Uh, and there is the faster and cheaper than you try, you will try to find the local service payment service provider to find the lo local uh, lawyer to 
um, conclude the deal and prepare all that deal um, in local rules um, um, and be tax compliant and provide all the KYC and proceed with all the KYC uh, procedures uh, and collect and store all the data, the sensitive data about the personality of the contractor, about the personal data and payment details. No mistakes, no sensitive data on your site. Just one button, please invite, create the task and make a payment. And that's it. It's simpler, it's faster and cheaper for companies. And uh, for freelancers, it gives them opportunity to be, uh, act like uh, locals, to remove the borders. Because when you uh, based, for example, in India, and your super Indian bank do not allow you to receive the direct payments from US customers, or you're based in Brazil and your bank do not operate with the US dollars at all, and you start to think how I can receive the payment from the US company or UK company. Um, and you ask about the, some kind of electronic wallets or cryptocurrencies and for your customers, it's not the usual thing. Sure. Uh, yeah, they start to think, oh, there is headache. I would like to work with another uh, supplier, with another vendor from from my city or from my country or some kind of European other European countries instead of uh, receive all that headache. We remove those kind of barriers for the freelancers and allow them, them to act li like a locals. Yeah, that makes sense. So effectively your solution, uh, your USP, I guess, is being able to engage with employees from developing countries on a freelance basis and make it simple for them to receive payment and make it simple for the employer or the business to onboard them and, and engage with them. So I'm assuming your legal background must have helped you navigate some of the uh, uh, the complexities around the legislation and the things you need to do, because obviously you come from a legal background yourself. But for someone listening to this, how can a, a fintech, you know, if, if I'm part of a fintech business or I want to launch a fintech business, what advice would you give to them who, if they want to expand their operations into new sort of developing regions? And what do they need to be aware of in relation to changes in payment regulations or, or customer demands or things like that that you've had to, to learn and navigate along the way? Um, first of all, before you start to do something, um, make the research. Uh, yeah, sure. just search about the information and... Um, Try to use local advi local advisors um, with a name in ratings. That always helps. Uh, for example, we a couple of times we use uh, I, I think McKinsey advisors in many regions, and they helps us with the local rules and regulation and adopt our policies and contracts to local rules and regulation. It was uh, simpler and faster, but not cheaper. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it always um, two sides to reduce the cost 
or do something faster. And sure. sometimes it, it's good to reduce the cost. But sometimes um, if you can move faster, it gives you more opportunities um, if, if you have enough. Um, I guess sometimes um, if you pay less, you yeah. pay twice as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because the cost of mistake, especially in the field of regulation procedures, can cost you a business or fortune. Sure. Uh, that's really true. So how did you manage to build your business, particularly in relation to you know, what are some of the steps that you took to enable you to handle the changes in payment regulations, for example, or, or the, the the challenge of supporting your customer needs as you as you expanded quite you know quite quickly. Um, we built our own payment and legal and corporate infrastructure, uh, and I I had uh, and ha I have my own experience uh, and expertise in that field, and I also uh, have a strong team the legal and financial team inside our um, our, our team. Uh, and that helps me to build the strong infrastructure, the own uh, infrastructure. And uh, that helped me to uh, have a lot of different, uh, to aggregate payment solutions instead of building some new payment solution inside uh, our, our system that allows me to pass uh, through that regulation procedure uh, when I start to use some kind of local licensed payment service provider everywhere and aggregate. Of course, it, uh, it costs me extra money uh, because I have to pay that um, oh. uh, fees for, for the providers, but it uh, allows me to grow faster to do not uh, try to receive all the licenses in every country I start to operate. Um, I think uh, that allows me pass through different changes in regulations in payments uh, past uh, years, some, some years. Sure. Have you ever asked yourself, how can I recruit payroll staff effectively? Please don't give up on your recruitment project just yet. Here at JGA Payroll Recruitment, we appreciate the difficulties associated with attracting, recruiting and retaining top payroll talent. We also understand just how costly a poor payroll hire can be. JGA Recruitment are a niche payroll recruitment agency who will partner with you to resource payroll candidates who will improve both the accuracy and efficiency of your payroll department. Contact us today on 01727 800 377 or visit jgarecruitment.com to find out more. I mean, you're, you're fully immersed in the world of fintech, not just in relation to, to payroll freelancers. It's something I know you're quite passionate about. You've spoken at some big conferences. I mentioned in the introduction, such as the Digital Marketing Conference in Cologne and CBIT in Hanover. What do you see as some of the biggest trends that are impacting the world of the fintech at the moment? And how do you see some of those trends potentially impacting the world of payroll? Hmm. It's a good question. It's a good question. I think we... We will. We already 
Um, see the new big scene. There is the generative AI system. AI, yeah. Uh, yeah, that system will change all the um, workforce environment. And of course, uh, fintech too. Uh, I think we will see a lot of changes in interfaces and almost everything will look like a chat and chatbots and that that will be the challenge for many fintech and uh, payroll systems and a lot of uh, changes will will be when uh, web3 and crypto currencies but not the cryptocurrencies but digital currencies can yeah. comes yeah yeah it's a big different thing uh but um i think uh the future of financial systems uh, laid uh on the digital currencies the m multiple digital currencies uh, issued by the uh governments and many changes will appears uh, in um, international and cross-border payments with that digital currencies. If in nowadays we use um, the systems like the SWIFT or SEPA payments or uh, SH, we will use some kind of uh, decentralized system in the nearest future. Uh, but we'll see. Um, when it happened, maybe in a couple of years, maybe in 10 years, but AI already here. And yeah. uh, AI, it, it is a trend. Uh, Web3, um, it depends on the, on the regulation and depends on the governments what they will do. Okay. So flipping the coin then, what do you think are the biggest mistakes a fintech company can make, particularly if they're trying to grow globally now in this new world of work. We've got all these trends and lots of uh, shiny things we can start to bring into our business and offer clients. But what are some of the mistakes or things we should look out for or businesses should look out for? Um, it's a good question. It's a good question. Uh, maybe um, we can talk about the... Um, about the mistake of um, creation the new bike instead of doing something new, really new. Uh, and that um, that wishes to have everything in-house, everything in one solution, it's really, it's really a mistake now. Uh, yeah. You can focus on something that you can do much better than all others and do only that. All other stuff, all other processes could be automated or uh, could be outsourced for for other solutions. And only, only that way gives you the possibility to compete with other systems in nowadays. 
I guess it allows you to, as a user, select the best in class for each thing that you need. If I need a time and attendance, I go to someone that just does that. If I need freelance global developing country payroll solution, I come to solar stuff. You know, you, you choose those that are fully vested in in building a best in class solution for what they specialize in rather than a, a, a jack of all trades or a, a one fits all solution. I think we've seen that change in the payroll industry, particularly with the introduction of things like payroll API, where people can kind of plug in and plug out the things that they need to, to, to work for them. If someone was listening to this, uh, and they're involved in the world of fintech. What, what what specific actions do you think they, a, a fintech business could take if they're fully focused on payroll that allow them to adapt for the changing landscape, particularly in relation to payments regulation, which must be something that you're fully immersed in yourself with dealing with uh, with so many different countries. Um, I think um, my advice will be: please focus on. Um, integrated solutions and some kind of solution that could be uh, integrated in all other solutions and be a part of them um, work together with, with something, yeah. with someone. Uh, we already live in the world that everything works together with other different sure. stuff, different things. And you should always uh, build something, not standalone, but something that could be a part of something else. So just just to, to take it back a little bit, something that occurred to me earlier when you were giving your response to the countries you deal with, and I know you specialize in supporting freelancers in developing countries to take them on. What would happen if I, uh, I came to you and I had a, a contractor in a developing country that you hadn't onboarded before? Is that something you're able to to solve and take them on? Let's say I had someone in a, in a in a region you haven't processed before. Is that something you can accommodate, or have you, or have you got specific regions that you cover? Uh, we have uh, regions that we cover uh, in nowadays, and, and that could be uh, one hundred and twenty countries and wow, okay, it's a lot. Uh, and it depends on many different factors. Uh, for example, in some regions, uh, there are a lot of uh, uh, limitations and sanctions or, uh, for example, the freelancers and activity is prohibited in that region. Uh, even in uh, some uh, Middle East countries, a couple of years ago, freelance was prohibited before the COVID. Yeah. And sure. only in that time, they allowed that as an activity. Uh, change their regulation and legislation, and we uh, start to work with uh, um, United Arabian Emirates, Saudi Arabia, and uh, some other countries uh, that change their policies and their regulation and allows um, payroll platforms work with the freelancers in that region. Oh. But uh, uh, some countries have have no um, enough um, laws, regulations, or have so weak financial system that not allows us to build, uh, to find the local partner. I see. The local payment service provider who can uh, help us with the uh, localization of that payments in that region. But we always work 
to cover more countries and territories with our service to find the new payment service providers uh, who can uh, help us with the new territories um, that allows us to grow. Yeah, so I guess that links back to your um, research earlier. That's why it's so important keeping your 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 focus on things that are changing in different developing countries and where you may or may not be able to offer solutions and when rules and regulations change and things like that to spot new opportunities. So I guess my last question before we open the vault, um, Pavel, is this. How do you see the future of payroll evolving and what recommendations can you give to other payroll leaders who might be listening to this episode who want to stay ahead of the curve in relation to fintech and innovation? I know you've talked about a couple of those with generative AI, um, but if people wanted to stay ahead and take an opportunity to listen to advice now and go, you know what, I'm going to finish this episode, I'm going to go and do this to make sure I stay ahead, what would that this be? Um, start to think about the future of work uh, and think a bit about the U.S. market and uh, turn your head into the U.S. and think more than uh, more than a half of all U.S. Uh, citizens at least one time per year involved in gig economy and work as a freelancer at least one time a year. Wow, that's more a lot. than a half. It's wow. a lot. It's a new way of doing doing business, doing then some kind of um, that's far higher work. than I thought actually. That's much higher than I would have guessed. Yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, the COVID was um was a start of fast growing of that procedure of remote work of freelance and gig mm. and allows uh, a lot of gig platforms to start and grow. And, and uh, in a couple of years, we will see uh, even more those kind of platforms because we will see the standardization and automation and regulation of all that procedures in different countries. And a lot of companies start to build um, some kind of Uber-like platforms for almost everything, but uh, it could be regulated. I do not know how it could be, but it will demand some kind of solution yeah. for settlements and there is the opportunity i think okay well i wish you the best of success uh plugging the gap for the opportunity yourself as you continue on your entrepreneurial journey uh pavel i'm oh, gonna open the vault work on it <laughs> yeah for sure so i had to ask uh, in the vault uh, today um tell us a bit more about your passion for art and photography where does that come from tell us a little bit more about that oh yeah that's interesting experience um First of all, a couple of years ago, I started to uh, learn um, how to take professional photos. And after them, this year, I I started to use AI to create uh, an abstract images that uh, based on the interviews of the model, I would like to, I, I, I start with uh, um, conversation with AI. Could you uh, please give me the psychological portrait of the personality? Wow. And uh, ChatGPT answer me, yeah, of course I, I can. Uh, 
I ask, what do you need to know about that personality? And he provided me the list of questions, the questions. And um, I told him, you do not know human beings at all. We do not know anything about ourselves and do not tell the truth. You can, uh, if you would like to receive all that information that you ask for, you should create another type of question. And he provided me another list and it was amazing. For example, there were the questions, please describe me what you, what are you doing when you um, lose the time? And it was the 10 questions, something like that. Uh, and I start to ask models and uh, create their psychological portraits and use that portrait to create an abstract images that uh, could expand the uh, our vision of the person. And I create that abstract images. After then, I use the projector and place the model in front of the wall and create an image with the projector uh, on that model and shot. And I receive the portrait, personality and a person both together on one picture. And now I, uh, I have the um, exhibition in New York City, I, I think. Uh, yeah, in Brooklyn, in New York. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I took, I took a little games. look at the uh, pavelsart.com website prior to the today's episode. So I'll uh, share that yeah, in the show that, notes. That, but but that that site was built by AI totally. I do not wow. write anything. It was a part of that project. I start to use AI as my RT and ask, please build me a site, write me a text. And in nowadays, uh, I leave that site on um, on that form that was done by the AI without wow. any kind of uh, human, uh, I don't know, writing the text or yeah, placing yeah, yeah. the images. No, no, no. no, no so you're no. obviously a big fan of its capabilities, judging by the art and the way that you've created these sites. Uh, and, uh... I, I, I think I'm, I'm a discoverer. Okay. Uh, I, I try to. Uh, I try to understand how it could be uh, in the nearest future, how we will use AI in our hobbies, in our businesses, in our everyday life. And I start to use that system just to create my own vision of, of that and to receive uh, my own experience of using AI in all that field. Very good. Well, let's link that back then to payroll for the for the vaults. Uh, what's one piece of advice you would give to someone working in payroll right now? Only one. Oh, okay. Uh, I think in nowadays uh, we face with uh, a lot of uh, challenges, uh, and we have no enough growth in our global economy, and that's why. Uh, we will go forward to the times of uh, measuring the effectivity of almost everything. And my advice will be, please start to measure everything that you do. <laughs> nice. That it will makes help sense. you. 
For sure. If you had the power of foresight and you could change the entire payroll industry with one action or one improvement, what would that action or improvement be? Less regulation. <laughs> You're probably not alone with that. That's cool. That's enough. And last but not <laughs> least, if payroll, uh, if payrolling uh, freelancers was a song or a movie, what song or movie would it be? It could be not a horror, but action. <laughs> That's fine. Horror action is fine. It's been a long journey, right? Listen, Pablo, it's been an absolute pleasure having you today on the Payroll Podcast. For those that want to find out more uh, about Solar Staff, you can go to solar-staff.com. There will be a link in the show notes. I will also put a link to Pavel and Shinkarenko's LinkedIn profile for those of you that wish to connect. And there'll be a link to his art projects as well if you want to find out more, all created by generative AI. So it's very impressive and worth having a look. Uh, of course, as well, if you are a payroll leader listening to this show and you need support with a payroll-related vacancy, Anywhere in the world, we would love to support you. Please get in touch with either myself or any of my team at jgarecruitment.com or if you're in the US, jgarecruitmentinc.com and we would love to support you with whatever your recruitment challenges might be by delivering excellent payroll talent to you. So please do get in touch. Just even say one final thank you to Pavel for joining me today on the Payroll Podcast. I look forward to bringing you the next episode real soon. Pavel, thank you. Thank you and have a good day. That's all for this episode of the Payroll Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion today and gained valuable insights and inspiration to advance your payroll career or your payroll operation. If you haven't already, please, please do subscribe to the show so you never miss a future episode. And if you found this podcast helpful, please take a moment to leave us a little review on your preferred podcast platform. It's your feedback that really helps me to improve the show and of course, attract new listeners so we can continue to raise the profile of the payroll industry for all. Finally, if you know anyone who could benefit from this payroll podcast, please do share it with them. Let's spread the word and build a vibrant community of payroll professionals worldwide. Thank you, of course, for listening. My name is Nick Day. Please do look me up on LinkedIn and send me a connection request. In the meantime, I look forward to being with you again on the next episode of the Payroll Podcast real soon.